It doesn't have to just be in my store when I'm having those intentional moments. It can be when I'm in the morning having devotions and praying for the spirit on me or situations that day. Um, if I'm walking out in town or something, I can pray for interactions and um, encounters. And I believe he delivers. There's so many people in need that if we are open and willing to like pray for God to send them to us, he will. He's He wants to equip us. He wants to use us as his vessels to bring more people to the kingdom and to his love. And I love, I love the community of believers and what happens when there's more in the fold. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. And today we are back with Trisha Amon. If you haven't listened to her first episode, you have to start there. We posted that last week, so you can go listen now. Trisha grew up as the baby with four sisters. And as you heard in the last episode, her family has deep roots of faith that taught her to love Jesus from a young age. She started a clothing and decor boutique called Farm and Thread, opened up her storefront in October of 2022 in Lindstrom, Minnesota. Make sure to listen all the way through to the end where she shares such a powerful story from college. But we're going to start with one of her favorite stories. Trisha, can you share your favorite story from the boutique? Ooh, well, I do have another cool one and it's Mm -hmm. not about leading someone to the Lord. It's actually someone that already had a faith, but was going through a really difficult time. Mm -hmm. And um, she was telling me about her daughter. And again, it always happens when it's just a slow day and it's me and that one person Mm -hmm. in the store Mm -hmm. that allows that time. Um, And she was telling me her daughter was going through this hard time and she wanted to pick something out for her birthday that was special for her. So we started talking about it and I asked little questions here and there and pretty soon we're both crying and she's telling me her daughter's story Mm. and this divorce she's going through and, you know, her husband cheated on her and they have a kid together. Just this, but the family was hurting. Like this lady and her husband were hurting. They're like, we have known this guy since he was in high school and dated our daughter. Wow. He had a rough home. We've mentored him. We've loved him. We've poured into him and believed in him over these years. And we're just heartbroken that this is what's happening right now. And it's been so ugly. And so I had some devotional books and I slipped one in her bag and I said, give this to your daughter tonight when you see her. It's on me. Like mm. maybe it'll be some encouragement for what she's going through. And in the back of your head, you always have like, you know, the good angel and the little shoulder <sighs> like chirping and, um, I kept here having this like, you know, feeling prompted to do that. And then the, yeah, but you need to make profit on your boutique and mm. you should be just giving things away and all these like, you know, things. And I'm Lies. like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I, th- how can this be a bad thing? I'm going to do it. And so, so glad I did. That lady left. She wasn't from the area either. She was just passing mm. through and wanted to stop and check it out. Um, two weeks later, this gentleman comes in and he starts looking around the store. I make conversation with him. He's looking for stuff for his wife. And I'm like, okay, what about this? Yep. Throw it up on the counter. I'm like, oh, okay. What about this one? Yep. Throw it up on the counter. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this guy is like throwing down clothes to buy for his wife. Like it's nothing. And then he tells me um, like, yeah, my wife was in here a couple of weeks ago and mm. he gave her a devotional for our daughter. And then he just lost it and started mm. sobbing. Ugh. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and he was like, that meant so much to us that you as a fellow Christian took the time 
to think about our daughter and to, he goes, mm-hmm. honestly, my wife has been having a very hard time with this and you taking that time to cry with her and be with her meant so much to us. And he goes, that comes back tenfold. And I'm here to like bless your store and spend some money and wow. shower my wife with some gifts. And <sighs> yeah, dropped like almost 300 that day. And wow. I was like, like how cool. Like it, it just gave me this faith mm-hmm. of like, that was a little step, right? That mm-hmm. was something little. And it just makes me excited to like, what happens if we take bigger steps in faith and and allow God to move in that? Like Mm -hmm. he's got our backs. He, you know. Totally. I was hoping that you would share this story because I love it so much. And you said the husband drove from like a while away to get there, right? I don't think they lived close. And it was in the middle of like a snowstorm. Wow. So I literally wasn't expecting many customers that day. So Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, that, Mm -hmm. that story blew me away. It was, Yeah. Well, and one thing that I just love about the Lord too, is that he loves his children. And of course he wants us to be sharing our faith with unbelievers, but also like he loves his kids and you edifying her and encouraging her in that moment is such a beautiful example of the way that God wants to encourage us in our, like in our day-to-day life, you know, and randomly. So um, yeah, I love that he's using you to share your faith with unbelievers and then also just to encourage the body. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's and pretty- I've been in her shoes before where God's used someone to mm-hmm. show up for me on yeah. a day when I wasn't willing to ask for help. And No kidding. He knew, and he knew to send someone to say the right things. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty cool too. Cause I, I mean, I think about your boutique is newer. You have mm-hmm. the concerns about becoming profitable mm-hmm. in the back of your mind. And, you know, on these slow days, you said is when these types of conversations usually happen and with the woman, when she stopped in, it was important for you to listen to the Lord's prompting um, and not be worried about profit in that moment. And then he came around and, I don't know, how much do you think that Devo was that you gave away, the devotional book? It was like seventeen fifty. <laughs> yeah. And then here you go. He comes back and makes a $300 purchase. Yeah. Right. Okay, Lord. I, like, I went yeah. home and I was like, to my husband, like, you won't believe what happened today. Like... Now he's just used to every week he expects like a great story. I come home, he's like, well, who is your favorite customer today? Like any cool stories? Because there's just seems like there's so many that keep happening mm. that God's bringing in. But yeah, wow. Moment. Hey, to expect that the Lord's going to give you those yeah. opportunities. That's that's great. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. On those slow days, who's walking in? <laughs> well, let's see, Trish. Can you um, share about a time? Um you know, I'm thinking about how so many of us, um, life is busy and fast paced. Culture tells us we got to keep moving, keep going, keep growing, keep pushing. Um, and so pausing, slowing down to share our faith is not always easy or convenient. And so was there an inconvenient time or situation that you felt prompted to share your faith and you did and the Lord showed up? Oh, you know what? I do have one. It literally just hit me. So my friend Veronica and I were in Colorado, um, just on a fun girls weekend together, traveling, hiking. And we (laughs) ran to the 7-Eleven one night to get hot chocolate and snacks. We were going to go back to our hotel and watch a movie. And we were in there and the guy, the cashier was crying and just like shaking up. And we were like, are you okay? And 
Um, he was like, the police are just here. Some guy overdosed oh. in the bathroom and I found him. <gasps> oh. And her and I were both just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, wow, that really sucks. And like, how awful. And then we went out to the car and we sat in there and we were like, she was like, I feel like we need to go back in and like pray with him or something. And we, we sat there and talked about it and we didn't do it. And that's something that both her and I mm-hmm. have like upset. And we're always like, man, like we missed an opportunity. Like we knew we were supposed to go back in there and like do more. Like he clearly opened up to us for a reason. And we had a moment and opportunity to really shine and we didn't really do much with it. And that one is always like stuck with me. Um, yeah, sure. I think it's those moments too, where we, where we miss it. And then it's like, all right, I am not going to let that happen again. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so better, better prepared for next time. Definitely. Thanks for sharing. That's, it's hard to like admit mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. remember even like, man, I missed it. But hopefully it does encourage you to, to take that step next time. Yeah. Right. And encourage our listeners, yeah. you know, that God wants to use us. Yeah. He wants to use us and, you know, to, um, you know, his grace and mercy, mm-hmm. let us be part of that experience for both that mm-hmm. person and ourselves. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, we aren't his only tools. Thankfully, he does have other tools. I know that you were a part of crew in college and have some impactful experiences. Can you share one of those stories? Yeah, I would say one that really shook me and I'm left to this day still praying for this woman is back in college, I was part of Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm -hmm. And we had this conference in the Twin Cities called TCX, Twin Cities Conference. And you would go and there was like um, different like sermons going on at different conferences, right? All about like the Bible and Jesus and you would learn and then you would go in small groups and talk about it. And then they would have a day where you go out and serve in the community or in the cities. And I was with two guys because they put one girl with two guys for protection because we were going out in kind of a rougher part of Minneapolis oh, okay. delivering groceries, like boxes of groceries to mm. areas in need. And we you walk from door to door meeting different people and like presenting the gospel to them as we shared groceries and inviting them to um, the nearest church that we were working with. Mm. Um, and there was one lady that, and it's still kind of, I don't know if it haunts me or just is like on my heart to pray for her still, but like there was a story there that I don't know. Um, Mm. But she came to the door super shy, shaky, opening the door. She was in like a bathrobe, but she was like probably in her like thirties, broken teeth. Um, I'm not sure her story, but like looking back now that I'm older, I'm like, oh man, I think there might've been some some real issues at that house. And it just breaks my heart, but we gave her groceries and she just was like wide eyed looking at us. And then we started asking her if she knew, you know, the Lord. And she was like, no. And so me and these two guys just start telling her why we're doing what we're doing, who we're with, you know, the local church that, you know, we're encouraging people in the area to go check out and um, asked if we could pray with her. If she, and she just started crying and was like, yes, mm, yes, wow. and shaking, crying. And we just like prayed for her. Mm. And all me and the two guys are just like shocked. Like, 
whoa, like there's something big happening here. And Mm -hmm. she was crying and so thankful that we had stopped by. And then we turned around to leave and there's this homeless guy dancing around with his hands (laughs) in the air singing, hallelujah, praise God. And we found out another, um, group from TCX had like ministered to him on the street, given him groceries, <laughs> and they actually led him to the Lord. Wow. And he was so overjoyed. He was like literally dancing with his arms in the air. That's like, amazing. So we like turned around from like that <laughs> situation to that. And it was just like, man, like Whoa. those moments where you're like physically putting yourself out there to mm-hmm. even present the gospel feels so awkward at first, but mm. see stuff like that, it, doesn't matter how awkward it feels like God's God's more concerned about their heart Mm -hmm. after this, you know, and through this. So that was probably one of my most powerful ones. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, in those, in those situations, you're just delivering, you're delivering the groceries. You don't know what you're going to step into. And so much of the time it feels like whether it's our everyday lives or we're going door to door, um, you know, that is the way the Lord shows up is he says, you know what? I'm actually not going to tell you all of the pieces yeah. of the puzzle. I'm not going to show you all of the pieces of the puzzle because if you knew, you might be a little intimidated. You might be a little shy. You might kind of try and do this on your own, but I need mm-hmm. you to do it with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think people can tell too when it's not done in love yeah. or not done in that context of the Holy Spirit being present and yeah. That breaks my heart too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have any other stories that you want to share with us? Um, I had one other, and it was in my psychology class in college. Actually, mm. um, this one is to me is like the most interesting. Okay, looking back, like I could have predicted this to happen, but I was taking an adulthood, aging, and death psychology class. Whoa! So wow, the end that's of a heavy topic. Yeah, exactly. And we were on the death topic now. And our professor was asking students to raise their hands and share what they thought about death. You know, let's talk about it. And we take it for granted, or I did, at least growing up in a Christian home and having that faith from a young age is I always look forward to heaven. I've Mm. always had this longing of this isn't my home, right? And, And all of a sudden being like, wow, I guess I never put myself in someone else's shoes to realize what that feels like looking at death and not having that hope of eternity right. on the other side of it. And it was so dark and people were so anxious and scared and like, I don't think about it. It gives me nightmares. Like it's this black hole. And I was like, wow, like this is a time for me to share that I'm actually not afraid of what happens after death and see what happens. So I raised my hand and I was like, well, I actually believe that like I'm going to heaven, that there's an afterlife and like the pain of death scares me, but like the after death part, like that actually doesn't, doesn't bother me. And my professor was like, really? And he was like, can you explain that more? And he started asking and I was like timid about like, I don't want to just be like, here's the gospel. So I would, I would say a little bit and then he'd be like, well, how does that work? Oh, how does, well, how does that happen? How do you get there? And so then I would literally by the end of it, explain the entire salvation story to my whole psychology class. And I've thought about this. I don't know. Maybe he was a believer as well, my professor. And he was interesting. And so maybe he was like fishing it out of me to like present. I don't know. Or maybe he was curious himself. I have no clue. 
But either way, the entire gospel ended up getting presented in that class. And then afterwards, I had about three or four other classmates come up to me and they were like, I, I believe what you believe. I agree with that. Mm. And like, they just weren't willing to like raise their hand or engage in it. And so yeah. I think it maybe spurred on more yeah. faith in that regard too. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows what it did to anyone in that class, but it prompted some thought, right? Mm-hmm. At the very least. So that's so courageous, especially as a young adult. I feel like oh, it's no so kidding. hard. Yeah. But what the, it's just the perfect like atmosphere where everyone is, not everyone, but where people were saying they were scared and unsure and don't want to think about it. And you're like, actually, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm like actually excited. (laughs) That's that's the goal (laughs) at the end of the day, at the end of life. It's like, let me hang out in heaven with Jesus and yeah, be totally fulfilled and joyful. Yeah. And that story highlights, well, it brings to mind um, another social psychology concept, the bystander effect. Right, that it's important that it's important that we as Christians don't become bystanders. Yes. That you know we are willing to be courageous and step out and share and just trust, mm. just oh. trust that yeah. God knows what He's doing. That He's putting this prompting on our hearts for a reason, yeah. um, or putting us in this situation in this tough place. Um, you know, as witnesses to a hard situation, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. not being bystanders. Wow. Absolutely. That kind of circles all the way back to your first story in elementary school and how you you weren't a bystander with that kid. You're like, hey, stop bullying him. God loves him. Mm-hmm. So that seems yeah. to be something that has been like deeply rooted in you probably from a very young age, the courage. It mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where like there's years where I remember like kind of running from that in my life or like okay. not going to church, not leaning into that because I wanted to try living how like I thought would be best for me. And I will tell you what, coming back and learning again, what it feels like to be in that joy of Mm. living in the spirit and following those prompts is so much more of a high than anything else in your life. Mm. And it makes you, when you start tapping into what God can do with a little bit of faith, it makes you want to just like gain the strength and the knowledge to even take bigger steps in faith Mm -hmm. and see what he does with it. Because I don't know about you guys, but I think there is a revival happening hey. or is going to happen soon yeah. in our Amen. in our nation. Mm-hmm. And I want to be ready for that. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. A lot of people, I, wanna- I feel like, are tempted to be afraid, uh, you know, in times like this in our, you know, in our culture where things seem to be really bad and they seem like they're only getting worse. But, you know, that's when things seem to turn around. Mm-hmm. So interesting that that's, that's, that's where the Lord works. Trish. Yes. So Trish, as we close here, we would love to hear from you a piece of advice or encouragement, um, as always, for our listeners as, as they think about going out and starting conversations about faith. Oh, I would say ask for the Holy Spirit to be present around you. I think that's the biggest thing and in, in other people to be moving beforehand um, because he will open that that door and that gate for you to talk to that person in ways that you can't imagine or have planned for. So you can't plan your way into it. You just have to trust God, invite the Holy Spirit there and just start being a light. Don't be afraid to shine that light. Don't be afraid to talk about the gospel. I would say that if the Holy Spirit moves you about someone, like you get a prompting for them and you don't know them and you feel like maybe they're going through something or maybe it would 
be kind to just ask them if they're all right or for a prayer request. Start there. And if they move on that or act more on that, then let that conversation continue on. But um, invite the Holy Spirit to be present in your walk every day and see what happens. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to the second half of our conversation with Trisha. Please follow us along on social media and you can check out our website, askaboutmyfaith.com. And let's be committed to taking Trisha's advice to heart of inviting Holy Spirit to be present with you and having the courage to take those steps of faith to pray for someone or show kindness. God bless you this week. Oh,